Adventures in Dating Part 4. Frustration! Well, I'm about over this whole dating thing. However, I made a goal and I'm going to stick to it. My goal was 21 dates in 2021 and let me tell you, they have mostly been lackluster. I have met one person that I've connected with and that needs more time to develop. In the last couple weeks, I went on three more in-person dates. One was a young guy who I seemed to communicate well with online. However, when we met, I didn't feel anything. He was nice, decent looking, and easy to talk to, but with all the pleasantries we exchanged over a glass of kombucha, we never found that connection. Sure, we both like nature and camping, but those things are so basic in Colorado. I decided to ask him where he sees himself in five years, just to learn if there's any compatibility. He said he didn't know, and he hadn't thought about it, so I pried a little more. Well, what's one thing that you want to do before you die that will leave you feeling fulfilled? He said he wanted a family and to have kids. I asked how many, and he said two to three, which made me realize we are definitely not compatible. I'm a 37-year-old mother, and my kiddos are teenagers now. While I'm still young enough to have another, and this is something I have considered quite a bit lately, I also know that I want a little time to travel and experience more before I sign that contract again. I need time to meet my person and for us to decide together what we want in life before making any decisions. Part of me has always wanted a girl, and I've known her name since I was young. I even had a dream about her recently. Her name is Elizabeth, but I would call her Libby for short. I don't want to fully close that door. However, I don't see myself having more than one, if at all. It really comes down to the partner that I choose and what serves our purpose. Part of me has also considered adoption since there are so many parentless children in this world. At any rate, I don't disclose that I have children online because this is more of an in-person conversation. I'm not exactly trying to attract men who have young children because that would mean it's unlikely we are in the same place. I want someone who's a little more free and wants to explore the world with me. Oftentimes that's hard to do with young children, though not impossible. I'm also not trying to deter men, and a lot of times men think that if you're a single mother that you are looking for a man to take that father role, which is the farthest thing from what I want. My children have a father, and no man will ever take his place. My boys are old enough to be their friend, not their responsibility. The other man I met up with was 11 years older than me, which is not a deal breaker, however, we didn't have a lot in common. He asked me to Sunday on Santa Fe, which is right up my cultural alley and in my physical neighborhood. We perused the art and antique shops followed by grabbing sushi. He seemed a little nervous, but polite. Not exactly my flavor of man, but sometimes personality makes someone more attractive. Once we had some sake, we both opened up a little and talked about our past relationships and how we got to where we are today. His story was tragic. His wife of 20 years got caught cheating with his neighbor who was also his best friend just last year. Within one week, his wife moved in with this other man who was also married and who also divorced his wife after getting caught. Their children were old enough to witness all of this and his wife was unapologetic. Now, he's still friends with the neighbor's wife while his ex is off playing house with the other man and the kids. When someone shares something that raw with you, there's almost an instant bond. I had a lot of empathy for him, and I can definitely relate to being cheated on and left for another. 
When that happened to me, I took a few years to reflect before dating again. I usually need time to grow and learn before I get back on the horse. I can't imagine this being an easy transition after being married for 20 years, and personally, I think people need time to heal. However, not everyone is like me. We had the time and nowhere to be, so we went to play games at an arcade called One Up in Denver. It was a fun day, but one big turnoff was that he didn't offer to buy me lunch or drinks, so I spent a lot of money. Something about chivalry is attractive to me. I never expect a man to pay my way, however I enjoy when they offer. For one thing, I find that it's a gentlemanly thing to do. I even teach my boys this when we go out for ice cream. I give them the money first, and then I say, always ask a girl what she wants while you're in line, and then order for her. It shows confidence and care. And then pay for it. It shows chivalry. I want to know if you think that my time is worth your investment. After games, he drove me home, and he went for a kiss. Although I'm not attracted to him, I allowed it. Mostly in the name of research and trying to learn how or when connection happens, but also because I felt a little bad for the guy. Sheesh, what a card he got dealt. He was a decent kisser, but there was absolutely no spark, so I excused myself and said goodnight. He texted me immediately and said he had a good time and asked when he could see me again. I told him I needed to check my calendar and would get back. But after a whole week of not, not thinking about him, he followed up. And then I realized, if I hadn't thought about him all week, then clearly there's no chemistry. I feel like when you like someone, you think about them all the time, especially in the beginning. Part of me thought about meeting up again since he's a nice guy and all, but then I realized it felt obligatory and maybe a little out of pity. I don't see this developing and I don't think spending more time together would change that. It might just make the conversation more awkward in person. So I decided to be honest and endure the minor discomfort in the moment in order to spare myself the discomfort of spending more time with this person and then having to let him down. I responded to his inquiry by saying, I don't know how to say this and I don't want to be hurtful, but I need to be honest. I don't feel a romantic connection with you. I told him I was looking for something specific and I didn't think he was that. And then I asked if he felt the connection for me or if he just thinks I'm cute and fun so he's going with it. He said his feelings weren't hurt and appreciated the honesty. And then he acknowledged that he agreed. We aren't what each other are looking for. And he just thought that we could have fun in the meantime. I told him that if I wasn't so clear about what I wanted, maybe I'd have fun with people. But the problem with knowing what you want is that anything less is not enjoyable. We ended things as friends and wished each other good luck on our separate journeys. The third man I met up with was from a dating site called Luxie. I had a friend recommend it to me because it's for rich or sexy people and she thought I deserved to be in that box. It's an interesting app because you have to pass criteria to be accepted. It's a dating site where 45% of the users are millionaires who actually send in their tax documents to be verified. You have to put your best foot forward and add quality pictures, which is nice to peruse through because I find a lot of the normal dating apps have shitty pictures and people have no clue how to take a selfie. It's also cool because you can look at the other women on the app and see your competition, for lack of a better term. 
One thing I notice is that women like to use a lot of filters, and it's really hard to tell what they would look like in real life or without makeup. I wonder, is this what men want? A plastic doll or arm candy? It also only allows for a short description of who you are and what you're looking for, along with other surface things like height, career, income, and location. You really don't get a lot of substance swiping through profiles, and it's a little pretentious for me. But again, I'm putting my best foot forward, so I'm giving it a shot. A lot of these men and women are rich and travel a lot, which is cool, but many of them live out of state or out of the country. I wonder, what is the point in trying to connect with someone so far away? I do want to travel, but I'm not rich yet. I've chatted with a handful of local users, but a lot of these rich men aren't that attractive, and I realize no amount of money will ever make me sleep with someone that I'm not attracted to. I do want a man who's financially stable, but I'm not looking for a sugar daddy. I'm only looking for someone who can keep up with me and not weigh me down. After chatting online over the week with this man, I suggested we grab a bite or a drink. We went to grab margaritas on the patio of a local Mexican restaurant. We both walked up from the opposite direction and waved from afar as our timing was perfect. He was dressed casually as he just came from work and I found him to be good looking but not pretentious. The conversation flowed very easily and we had a lot in common. He's my age so we're both elder millennials who remember what it was like without the internet. We also both worked in the financial industry and then got turned off by it. He has a couple properties around Colorado and left corporate America to be an entrepreneur. And now he owns his own consulting firm. And then we started discussing current, the current affairs of the world as this is a very important topic for me. I feel like COVID split our country into two parts and I wanted to know what side of the aisle he fell on. I carefully mentioned that I haven't practiced silks for the last year due to the mask mandates and not being able to do that. He said he didn't work well with masks either, and that he thought we should never shut down we should have never shut down the economy. And then we started speaking the same language. Once dinner was over, he readily grabbed the bill and paid. And then he offered me to a drive home since I had walked. His car was nice and clean, which matters to me for whatever reason. I feel like the type of car a man drives shows me whether he's financially sound and the cleanliness shows me if he's messy. We hugged in the car but neither of us went for a kiss and I thought that was nice. I really enjoyed our conversation and he's good looking but there isn't an emotional bond yet so that seemed inappropriate. He also mentioned that he just got out of a year-long relationship so he's newly single. I think it would be wise to take things slow and become friends. Once I was home, I wondered if he thought I was attractive or if I was in the friend box. And then he texted me and said he was glad that we met and told me he'd be around over the weekend if I wanted to hang out. So we have another date on Sunday and I look forward to getting to know him more. I had a few drinks with my neighbor last night who I've been meaning to get to know. He's 27 years my senior and married, so this is strictly platonic. He's always really nice to my Airbnb guests and says hi to me every day, so I decided we might as well have a drink together. He comes from a rough childhood like me, so we can relate to one another. He and his wife are also artists and enjoy poetry and literature. I mentioned that I had a blog and he asked what it was all about. I told him current events, love, life, relationships. 
Basically, I write about my thoughts and feelings. That is how I processed things as a kid, and I built up a habit of writing in order to put the emotions I was feeling somewhere. Sometimes my brain gets so full of thoughts, and if I don't write them out, it will fester inside of me and clog up my vibration. I told him my current topic is adventures and dating and that it can be frustrating. For example, there's one guy I'm chatting with online who seems to be a man of substance and asks a lot of great questions. He said that I caught his attention and despite never meeting me, he thought about me daily. I thought, that's sweet, but also a little odd. I don't like building up expectations in my mind about someone and I need to feel their energy first. He said he really wanted to meet me, so we made plans, but then he asked me, how many other dates I had this week? And I said, do you really want to know about my dating life? He said, yes, that's how he can tell if I'm open and vulnerable or just a serial dater. Against my better judgment, I was honest and I said that I normally don't date and I kind of hate it, but this year I felt the urge to put myself out there. So I made a goal to go on 21 dates in 2021. Then he got weird. He was a little passive aggressive and said that it sounded like I'm a serial dater and to contact him when I was ready for something real. I clarified that I am looking for something real. However, I'm a goal-driven person and I knew this was going to be a ratio thing. I knew it would be frustrating and if I had one bad date, it would deter me from wanting to try again, hence the reason behind setting a goal. I also said, the only way to really know if you have a connection is by meeting in real life. Rarely do I have a connection with someone, and typically we hug goodbye and go our separate ways. He asked if there was anything, anyone that I had connected with so far, and I said yes. Well, there's one man that I'm seeing here and there. And then he got really offended and said he wouldn't be okay with me seeing other people if we were sleeping together. And I informed him that A, just because I'm dating does not mean I'm going to sleep with them, and B, how do you know that I would even want to sleep with you? It was pretty presumptuous of him to think this and a red flag that he got possessive when we literally haven't even met. I told him I wouldn't know if we had chemistry until we met, and then if we do, the foundation must be laid before I would stop all other dating. I think it's wise to approach a new relationship slowly, and I also think it's healthy to take my time to see what's out there so I'm not settling for the first man I like. When I mentioned this to my neighbor, he too assumed I was sleeping with a bunch of dudes, and after a few drinks, I felt really annoyed by men. Why do they think that just because a single woman is exercising her freedom of choice and dating that she's a whore? My neighbor didn't explicitly say this, but he assumed that I was, quote, sleeping with a bunch of losers, which made me feel really misunderstood and judged. One tequila later, I told him the conversation was over, and he left. Today, I am just annoyed by men and frustrated with the process. I truly feel like there are good men out there. Don't get me wrong, I just think that the majority of them in the dating scene are basic. They are driven by their libido and rarely take the time to get clear on what they want in a partner. They don't think far enough ahead to determine what they seek in a romantic relationship. They're not doing the work while I'm over here looking for a needle in a haystack. The man who I choose will understand the importance of this work and have his own list of traits that he needs in a mate. And as if by fate, I will meet most of those traits. Not all of them because no one is perfect, but I better be damn close to perfect for him. I trust that the universe is conspiring for this.
thank you for listening to the Malia podcast. That's in Adventures in Dating Part 4. If you're curious about the journey, you can always go back and listen to Parts 1 through 3. Please like and subscribe to stay in touch and follow the journey with me.